the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. I've got an idea. Let's play a guessing game. I'll sing some clues about an animal, and you see if you can guess what animal I'm singing about. Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing story from the Bible and Living Sound. I don't know what the church would do without you. Oh, you exaggerate. No, no, you're a great help to us. You're rich, influential. You cooperate with us here at the temple. <laughs> Something not very many people do. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you. You're a good ruler. 
just, kind, considerate. Above all, you obey the laws of the Pharisees. This is a great help to us. Well, I, I try to obey all precepts of my church. And I think I do. I, I try not to fail even in one small point. You're a good husband, and I love you. A good husband? I hope so. I try. Yes, you are. You really are. You're considerate. You never get angry. You provide well for us. Provide well for you. Well, yes, I I do that. You can have anything you want, anything at any time. You know, we're rich, quite rich. I'm so proud of you. I'm glad you're not disappointed in me. I think people like you more because you're a good man than because you're rich. Well, I hope so. I keep my word. I don't steal. I try to be considerate of those under my jurisdiction. I do have quite a husband, and I love you. And I love you. Goodbye, my love. How long will you be gone? No longer than it takes to buy that land, and if you'll sell for my price, so I can resell it at a profit. Well, goodbye. Joash. Yes, Master. Is that a commotion down there by that grove of trees? Well, it looks like it, Master. Stop. Let the dust settle so we can see what it is. Yes, Master. Whoa! Whoa! There are so many thieves and robbers in these parts, we don't want to take any unnecessary chances. Yes, Master. Now we can see. Oh, it's just a group of people around a man. Wonder if that could be... Joash, start up. Let's go there. Yes, Master. Get up! Get up! This is close enough. Oh, the dust. I'll walk a little closer so I can hear him. It is Jesus, you know. He's a, he's a wonderful speaker. I love every word. Jesus has a child in his arms. A sweet child. Jesus loves her. His face lights up with love for her. Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. My master seems depressed. Oh, no. No, Joash, I... I'm just thinking. Every time I hear Jesus, it makes me think. unusually quiet this evening, dear, and you're not eating much. Anything seriously wrong? Uh, no. Isn't the food good? Oh, it, it isn't the food. It, it's nothing, really. Well, you're not bubbling over with enthusiasm as you usually are. Well, I guess I'm not. Dear, I want to ask you a question, and I want the truth. The absolute truth. Oh, all right. It's about me. Am I a good man? Of, a really good man. Of course you are. Whatever made you think you're not? I just want to know the truth. The truth? All right, I'll tell you. I've never in all my life heard one word of complaint about you. You're honest, 
truthful, sincere, as good as your word. You're always cheerful and good to everyone. I don't know how you can be any better. But do I obey all the laws of Moses, the laws of the church? Of course you do, dear. Even the priests of the temple say so. And where, pray tell, did you get a notion that you don't? Well, I have several times. I, I've heard Jesus of Nazareth talk. I did again today. Every time I hear him, every single time, there comes a, a feeling over me. I don't know what it is. It's not that I do not obey the laws, but that... Uh, well, that something, I, I don't know what, but something is missing. I wish I knew. Well, why don't you ask the temple priests? Caiaphas himself. I did. They told me that I shouldn't have listened to Jesus in the first place. That he's a false teacher, possessed of, of evil spirits. Maybe that's the answer. It just doesn't satisfy me. What if the temple priests are right? If this Jesus is possessed of evil spirits, it is they who are making you feel uncomfortable, trying to get you to do wrong. But what if Jesus is right? What if he is possessed with the Spirit of God and he speaks to me trying to get me to do better? How can you do better? You already obey every letter of the law. Well, I still feel as if something is missing. <sighs> I dislike mentioning this suggesting it, but why don't you go to Jesus himself and ask him? At least it would be interesting to hear his reply. Butler! Have Joash get out the horses immediately. Jesus and his disciples are getting ready to leave. We're just in time. Master, what good thing must I do that I may have eternal life? If thou wilt enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. Which commandments, Master? Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But all these have I kept from my youth. What lack I, master? If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Give up my riches. I've worked hard for what I have, and the influence and power that money gives me. I, I have an exalted position with the people. Give that up. I'm not certain there is a heaven give up my earthly power and possessions for something I'm not sure even exists. No, it is too great a price. I, no, I can't. Joash, let's go home. Yes, Master. Get up! Get up! Continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. For God's own. 
Live with Sam. I'm Sam, and I'm here with my mother talking about health. Mom, how's your radio project going? It's going great. I'm on the air right now with you. What do you want me to do? I'll ask you a question about health, then you answer it. Okay, but first, can I go brush my teeth? Mom, you just told a bunch of people listening on the radio that you want to brush your teeth. Well, brushing your teeth is good for your health. If you don't brush your teeth, you could get cavities or even gum disease. Gum disease causes inflammation in your mouth, and that could lead to heart disease. What do gums have to do with the heart? Well, my dentist told me that bacteria from inflamed gums can enter the bloodstream and cause your arteries to thicken and become clogged. Clogged arteries can keep blood from reaching your heart. So brushing is very important. I'll be right back. Mom, we're on the air right now. We can't wait. Exactly. No one should wait to brush their teeth. The dentist told me that as soon as I finish eating a meal, I should either rinse my mouth out with water or brush for about two minutes. How long is your radio program? Two minutes. Perfect. Wait, we're on the... <sighs> okay, my guest today just went to brush her teeth, so I'm thinking brushing your teeth is important for your heart. If you've just eaten a meal, go brush right now. You don't want to rot your teeth or have your heart stop. This is Sam with Live with Sam. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Now when the rich and the poor get together with the Lord, get together, get together with the Lord, they'll treat each other like sister and brothers when they all get together with the Lord. Now when they all get together, when they all get together with the Lord, other like sister and brother when they all get together with the Lord. Now when the tall and the small get together with the Lord, get together, get together with the Lord, they'll soon realize they're all the same size when they all get together with the Lord. Now when they
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Lucy and the Light by Kay Highstand. By now, Lucy was so worried that she could hardly keep from crying. She sat down on a large rock by the shore to watch for her father. The waves splashed higher and higher as the sun began to set and the shadows lengthened. Lucy had a right to worry, for her father was the lighthouse keeper, and he had never before been away from his duty at night. Lucy and her father lived on a small rocky island where a tall lighthouse guarded that part of the Atlantic coast. In her father's hands rested the responsibility of keeping the lamp lighted to warn the great ships to steer clear of dangerous rocks. This day, as he had done many times before, father had taken his small boat and gone to the mainland to buy supplies. Dusk was now creeping in, and still there was no sign of him. A wind had sprung up, and waves roared against the rocks as if trying to catch Lucy's feet. She moved back a little and strained her eyes to see over the white foam. Lucy had always been a timid child. She had no friends, for she led a very lonely life on the little island. Books kept her company, and her father and her religion were her beacons. As the daylight faded, Lucy knelt and prayed for God to tell her what she ought to do. Should she light the lamp? When she rose to her feet, she felt filled with courage. Her heart was eased, and she knew what she must do. Going into the lighthouse, she lighted a candle. Taking a long taper and matches, she began to climb the steep winding stairs. But Lucy had a secret problem. She was terribly afraid of heights. Imagine a lighthouse keeper's daughter who feared high places. Lucy had tried very hard to overcome this fear, and she didn't think her father had even guessed it. On this lonely, stormy night, it took a lot of courage to climb those steep stairs alone. But up she went. She tried to shield the flickering candle with her body. This was long before everyone had electric lights. Grasping the cold metal railing tightly, she climbed as quickly as she could, not once daring to look down into the depths below. Reaching the platform at the top of the tower, she studied the large light for a moment. She had watched her father light it many times, but she had never done it by herself. It was almost dark now, and the wind was raging in a fury. Angry waves pounded against the lighthouse so that it trembled. With a deep breath, Lucy lighted the long taper. Standing on tiptoe, she lighted all the big burners. A prayer for help slipped between her lips as she adjusted the valves and waited for the pressure to build up. Then, as the large lantern flared into life, bright and clear and glowing, flashing out for miles across the ocean, she cried with all her heart, Thank you, God! And her cheeks were wet with tears of tension and relief. All that night, Lucy waited. Her worry over her father's absence and her fear that the light might fail kept her awake. When at dawn the fury of the wind and the waves subsided, Lucy took up her watch on the shore again. There, at last, was father's small boat coming through the gray mists. She ran into her father's arms as soon as he beached the boat. "'Thank God, my child, that you lighted the lamp!' he cried, stroking her fair hair. "'What happened, father? Are you hurt or ill?' She hugged him tightly. Two men stopped me at my boat yesterday afternoon. They detained me by force so I couldn't get home to light the lamp. They kept me a prisoner in a small shed. They belonged to a gang that planned to rob ships that would be wrecked on the rocky coast when there was no light to warn them off. But when the men saw the light come on, they knew that their plan had failed. They let me go, 
but I didn't dare to cross the rough water in the night. Oh, Lucy, I'm so proud of you. I was worried and frightened, Father, and I could never have done it alone. Lucy brushed back her hair from her forehead. She stood tall and straight, and the shadows of the night's fear were gone from her eyes. Not done it alone, her father exclaimed, his eyes searching the shore. Who was with you? My God is the rock of my refuge, Lucy quoted softly. His hand guided me, his strength gave me strength, and his presence cast out all my fear. Psalm ninety four twenty two. Father looked at his daughter, and there was a gentle benediction in his eyes. We are never alone. It makes me very happy to see that you have learned this great truth. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.